0: Today on Locked On A's, the A's traded Cole Irvin right before I was supposed to talk to him about the 2023 season. So that was thanks, John Fisher. Great move. Somebody said that he hates me personally, and I believe them. Let's talk about this trade, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 524 of the Lockdown A's Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about Cole Irvin going to the Baltimore Orioles, who the A's got back in this trade, and also there's been some uh, some news about some starters that are returning from injury, question mark, and also uh, what I want to see happen with the opening day starter now that Cole Irvin is out of the picture, unfortunately. So that's what we're talking about on today's episode. But before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Uh, FanDuel, good stuff. Good odds on the A's. Uh, or I mean, they're awful odds. But if you if you think the A's can still win the AL West, you're going to make like 20 grand if you put down a hundred bucks, so uh, th- their their odds might be worse now that they have traded Cole Irvin, but oh well. Uh, anyways, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you would like to you know follow podcasts either auditorially or uh, visually. Uh, if you're if you're a visual person, go to YouTube because we're on YouTube and uh, subscribe over there. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. If you if you leave a comment, that helps peop- uh, the algorithm. It finds you know other A's fans like yourself. So that's. That's great. So leave, leave comments, please. That, it helps. It helps the podcast grow. We're trying to get to 1000 subscribers by opening day and we're getting closer and closer each and every day. And so, uh, it's going to be close. But let's make it not close. Subscribe right now. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on, A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. And also, for more A's news, insight, and analysis, go to insidetheays.com uh, you know, or uh, follow inside the A's on Twitter or on Facebook so you never miss an article over there. But let's talk about the Cole Irvin trade to Baltimore. Uh, it is Cole Irvin and Kyle Verbitsky, a... Minor, uh, 24-year-old right-handed reliever, or uh, sorry, starter, uh, for the, oh, formerly for the A's, uh, in exchange for uh, Daryl Hernize, who is a 21-year-old utility infield prospect. Uh, we'll get into the, the prospect portion of this a little bit later in the podcast, but let's talk about Cole Irvin. Um, this one, this one, I, the A's make a lot of trades, and usually I'm like, yeah, oh, this is fine. Eh, it's ha- what they do. But Cole Irvin had four years, still has four years of team control. He was he cost the league minimum this year. It's not a salary dump. You would think that they could like afford him. Um, And so maybe there's something that the A's think that maybe he can't, you know, keep doing what he's been doing. I don't know. Uh, But I like Cole Irvin a lot. He was the first player that ever came on the locked on A's podcast. And now we've had, two or three um, I mean Jonah Bride came on but he wasn't a big leaguer yet so yeah we've had a, we've had a few uh, and Cole Irvin was the first and uh, I appreciate that because he randomly listened uh, I mean we followed him uh, I, Well, I followed him from the lockdown A's account uh, on Twitter when he got traded for because that's what I do. I follow the players. it's it's a good thing I think. Um, and he fo- followed us back. He listened to the podcast when I talked about his first start as an Oakland A in spring training, and he was like, hey, can I come on the show? I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Uh, so we did that, and uh, he he talked to me for an hour, a full hour. We just kept going. There, there was no time limit. We just kept going, and he was wonderful, and uh, I always appreciated that. Uh, same thing last year, we were going to talk uh, yesterday, right before he got traded, uh, just a few hours, you know, he got traded just a few hours before we were going to chat, but uh, yeah, we were going to have a, a third podcast, he was going to be the best friend of the show, uh, but unfortunately that is, uh, that, that did not happen yet, it, it still may, but uh, he's he's got a lot going on right now, so I am not trying to hound him right now, he has he expressed interest and in still wanting to do this. But uh, he just got traded. He has to figure out where he's gonna be, you know, staying and all of that stuff. So let's give him some time. Hopefully, we get him back on the show before spring trading, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But as for Cole Irvin, he was exactly a league average pitcher both of years that he was with the A's, and uh, that is something that's you know a, a team on the rise like the Orioles uh, values. He's he's probably still their like second or third best starter. Um, so he's still going to be a good pitcher on an up-and-coming team, which is pretty cool. Um, so happy about that for him. In 2021, he had a 4.24 ERA. The league average was 4.27. Uh, and then in 2022, he had a 3.98 ERA after going six scoreless against the Angels in his final start of the season, and the league average was 3.97. So yeah, he has been exactly, well, not not literally exactly, but almost as close as you can get to being a league average pitcher in both seasons. And I think that that's, that's something that's valuable to a team like the Orioles. Maybe the A's don't think that they're going to be in contention next year. And uh, maybe they were scared about, you know, him regressing just a little bit because there are certain, he he is a guy that, you know, pitches to contact a little bit and that's an iffy proposition. uh, Sometimes Uh, he also has uh, not great home road splits, uh, his home ERA throughout his career, including his time in Philadelphia, is like three five four, I believe, and it's like five and a half on the road. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe he uh, is just wherever home is is where he pitches better. So maybe he's great at Oriole Park and uh, not so great everywhere else. But um, I, I had some fun questions planned for him, uh, and then I rewrote them, and so hopefully we get to talk again. But one of the questions that I wanted to ask him was going to be. Do you think that with the implementation of the pitch clock coming in 2023, he's a quick worker, remember this, he's a hes a very fast worker, um, one of the fastest in baseball, um, with the implementation of a pitch clock, could he see that inadvertently having an impact on his game because all of the other pitchers in baseball are now going to be working a little bit quicker and he's going to stand out a little bit less, would that take away any of his edge, any of his little advantage? And there's no research on this, from what I can tell. Uh, so this is all speculation, and I just wanted to get his opinion on that because I thought that it'd be an interesting answer. Um, and maybe that's something that, like, the A's are looking at. Like, oh, I mean, they're, the, the margins aren't like wide. They're, they're like he's not like skating by. He's a good pitcher. He hits his spots. He is a command guy. He pitches to contact. He's efficient with his pitch count. But if everybody else is working a little bit quickly, does he lose just a like a little bit of that, and then he's goes from being exactly league average to just a little bit worse than league average. Is that something that the A's are considering here? And so, um, is that enough to trade somebody? No, uh, I don't think so. But maybe that's some of what the A's reasoning is. I I, I honestly don't know what their reasoning is, because this is a weird one. Uh, he had so much control left and wasn't going to be costing a lot. He liked it here. He liked being a mentor to the young guys. Um, so it's, it's strange. But the cool thing for Cole is his role with the Orioles probably won't change. He might not be the opening day starter. We'll we'll see how that goes, but he might not be the opening day starter, but he's still going to be, you know, somewhat of a veteran on a fairly young team, uh, probably a more exciting team than the Oakland A's in 2023. And he's going to be thrown to Adley Rutschman, which is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, he would have been thrown to Shayla Englears in Oakland. So, you know, guys that are still getting their feet wet in the big leagues. And that's got to be, The part that's going to suck for him, for sure, is uh, the fact that he's going from wearing his Oregon green and gold colors with the A's to wearing the rival Oregon State colors, black and orange, while going to the Orioles, and that's got to suck. And also, the other part that sucks is Adley Rutschman went to Oregon State, and so they might not even get along. We'll see. That's another thing that I would like to ask him about. So, Cole, uh, w- when you get a sec, L- let's let's have a chat. It'll be fun. Um, he he was just I I like him. He's forthcoming with his time. He has been friendly to everybody, and this one hurts a little bit more. Like you y- you love to see you know the the Chapman's and the Olsons and all that and you know because they're great on the field. But Cole Irvin was just a great guy. And you know, how uh, the hot dog guy he posted a picture of you know he gave Cole Irvin a baseball card. Hit one of. One of Hal's baseball cards and uh Cole Irvin seemed very excited about that and uh you know little things like that where he's impacted a lot of fans just in in small ways and i think that that's something that we're all gonna miss just a little bit he's a good dude and uh this one hurts a little bit more than uh than the others i i, I also liked Manaya a lot i did not like when he was traded uh just because he was kind to me out of nowhere once and i thought that that was very nice uh, so yeah, some of these ones hurt a little bit more and it's not I, I don't relate it to you know the play on the field. Obviously they're major league baseball players, so that's great, but uh, there, there's stuff that goes beyond the on the on the field performance for me and uh, Cole Irvin just being forthcoming with his time as a guy that was just trying to make the roster and he did. Uh, it, you might you might forget that he was uh, acquired from the Phillies for cash considerations. so not a lot uh it, i i don't think it was like 10 million dollars it was like maybe a hundred thousand uh, dollars doesn't sound because that's usually how things go i have no inside information on that that's just usually roughly uh it's usually not a ton of money um and so he came to he came to spring training in 2021 and he was like eh, m- maybe he has an outside chance of being like the sixth guy that would get called on for something like that uh and then mike fires went down and a spot opened up and it was competition. I think it was like him and like Dalton Jeffries and uh, a couple other guys. And uh, he, he won that outright. And then he just stayed in the rotation and made 32 starts and was pretty solid for the A's as a fifth starter. And uh, so that, that, that kind of stuff is uh, a good time. Um, yeah, just you, you forget that, you know, like where he came from. You, like now you're like, oh, the A's traded another guy. Uh, and that's true, but they also, you know, helped develop him a little bit. He also earned a lot of the cachet that, uh, he, he, has brought to his own name. And so, um, this one stinks and, you know, let's get into the rest of it, I guess. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America and that is FanDuel, my friends. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up over at FanDuel.com and uh, get started over there because FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from Moneyline to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with Same Game Parlay. Uh, obviously, as a California host and, you know, a lot of our listeners being in California, you got to do the, fantasies, the fantasy side of this. That's still legal. You can still do stuff over at FanDuel with, uh, with just by using the fantasy. So go check out the fantasy aspect of it and uh, g- get some free cash while you're at it. All of that on an app that's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. So football fans, I mean, that's a great way to use the fantasy uh, aspect is go go put a... Brock Purdy as your starting QB and just see what happens. I don't know. It, it might not go well, but go ahead. Try it. Uh, you, d- you don't want to miss out on this, though, because you can place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked on Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at LockedonAce on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis as it's happening. Um, I wrote about the the Cole Irvin trade uh, when it happened. And then also I did some analysis of it. Uh, a little bit more in detail that I'm doing right now. I'm doing more emotion uh, for, for the podcast. But there's more stats and stuff like that uh, in the article that I wrote over there at Inside the Ace. So go, go check that out as well. Um, I also wrote about why Jordan Diaz... Might have a good season in 2023. I don't know where he fits right now, but he, he added a leg kick and it's potentially producing a decent amount of power. So let's see how that is working out. Go read about that over at Inside the Ace. But let's get into th- the rest of this trade. We're going to start off with the other guy that the Ace traded, and that is Kyle Verbitsky. Uh, he a uh, 24 year old righty. He's six foot seven, so he's monstrous. I love it. Uh, He has great command. He had a 2-1 walks per nine in Lansing last year, I believe. Um, He split time between A ball and high A, so a little bit of Stockton, a little bit of Lansing. I believe most of the time was actually in Stockton. like 80 innings compared to 40 innings. So he, he, he threw like 120, but you know, there's that. Uh So he had 2.1 walks per nine, 10 Ks per nine. Those are solid numbers. Uh Why would you trade him? That's strange. He was a 17th round pick in 2021. Um Part of the reason why you, you might trade him, uh, obviously he's a monster and that's great. And he has great control. Good strikeout numbers. Uh Between A ball and high A, he had 126 innings pitched, 126, and a third innings pitched. Don't want to slight him on that third. Uh, He had a 463 ERA though, which is interesting given the low walk numbers, the high strikeout numbers, and that's because he had a uh, hit rate of 9.7 hits per nine. So he can strike guys out, he can limit the damage on his own, but he also doesn't have like blow away stuff is what it looks like right here because he's still allowing almost 10 hits per nine innings. Uh, that's a lot. So I'm not sure exactly what the A's gave up in Kyle Verbitsky. Um, probably a guy that the Orioles are like, hey, we, we can do this with him. And th- they might be able to like uh, coach him up a little bit, but I think that as he is right now, as a 24-year-old righty, um, he, he's probably not in the A's long-term plans, so it's probably okay. Uh, the same thing goes with how uh, uh, the, the prospect that the A's got back came to oakland in uh daryl her and that is uh the, the orioles have a lot of shortstop prospects a lot of middle infield prospects and he's another or he was another one of those guys and so this is an interesting trade for the a's um if you haven't heard about her he's a very athletic guy he he's played mostly shortstop a little bit of second a little bit of third um, you know not like small sample sizes but you know like these he's played you know 20 games at each spot there and uh but mostly at shortstop. Uh, he is 21 years old, so that's that's good. He's got uh, great contact ability. I believe he struck out like 16.8% of the time in high A last year. So that that was good. And that's where he had most of his playing time in 2022. He also made it up to double A for 13 games at the very end as a 20-year-old. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's moving quickly. And he might be part of the A's plans here in the next couple of years. We'll see. Um, but in three stops between uh, low A, high A, and double A. He had 105 games played. He hit 273 with a 341 on base. He hit 12 home runs, stole 32 bases. Uh, that is the second base stealer that the A's have acquired this offseason. And so that's something to maybe keep an eye out for is, uh, are the going to be stealing bases now? They got Estuary Ruiz. Uh, you know, he's, Probably going to be the, the A's opening day, uh center fielder now because they traded Sean Murphy for him, so he better be. <laughs> and now they got this guy. Uh, and Ruiz stole 85 bases, the 32. That's chump change, but also it's still good speed. And uh, the 12 home runs is double what he did the year before. Uh, he, had, he had six the year before as a 19-year-old. Uh, but... 17 just oh, just 17.4 percent of his hits in 2021 went for extra base hits. Not a lot. He, he had a, some doubles, no triples, no nothing. Uh, but in 2022, he doubled that number. It was up to 34.23 uh, percent of his hits were for extra bases, and that's that's a solid. That's encouraging because he's still young. He's still growing into his body, which uh, is going to add power, obviously, but also. Um, it, it also leads to some people being like, hey, is he gonna is he gonna stick it short? Is he gonna be too big too bulky? What What's gonna happen with his body? What's gonna happen over here? Um, he also has like a league average arm or like a you know average arm uh, So he's probably gonna go to either third or second base He's probably not gonna be a shortstop long term is some what some people have speculated and that makes sense The guys have Nick Allen and maybe he's the A's long-term answer uh, I am very intrigued to see what how Nick Allen does in 2022 or 2023. I know how he did in 2022, uh, but he's he's still growing. He's still developing power, and uh, we'll we'll see what he does with all of those tools. Because he's got some speed. He's got some twitch. He's got some contact ability. Is he gonna be adding? You know what? What else can he do here? His walk rate was like eight, eight. I think it was eight last year. So it was okay. It was alright. But you know, not nothing spectacular. But he's an interesting guy. Obviously, you hate to see Cole Irvin go. But uh, the A's have shown that they they feel pretty good about going out and getting pitchers and then just throwing them into their system and having a pretty decent rotation because we talked about it, like, last month. Uh, basically, all of the pitchers that the A's have have been acquired via trade, except for, like, A.J. Puck and, like, a couple of others. Um, so they, they, they feel good about looking at other pitchers from other systems and being like, I like that guy and that guy and that guy. And the A's have added... So many pitchers this winter, or just like the, in the last year. They, they added Adam Muller, They added Adrian Martinez. They added uh, Kyle Muller. They added uh, Freddie Tarnock. They add, they've add they added so many guys. JT Ginn. No, was he drafted? They, there's been no JT again was uh actually traded that was the Chris Bass trade um Gunnar Hoagland there's been so many guys that these have traded for and some of these guys are going to pan out and they're going to be good they're just uh going like hey these are the guys we like their tools let's see what happens here and the, they're kind of doing the same thing on the position player side they, they got their their key spots here um <laughs> but they, they want to have insurance. They want to make sure they're, they're just stockpiling. Really? There's nobody that really stands out, but maybe a couple of those guys break through and then we'll see what happens. It seems to be what's going on here. And uh, one thing that's going to be interesting here is uh, both uh, Daryl Hornais and also Yuri uh, Bell Angales, who was acquired in the Sean Murphy trade along with Adrian Martinez. Uh, Angales is another high top, high contact utility middle infielder. Um, and, They're both going to probably end up in in Midland next year with Bobby Crosby, and at the end of the year, both players will be Rule 5 eligible. Anglees was already Rule 5 eligible, and he was left off the 40-man roster because he he played in Lansing, and they just put him on the the AAA roster, and nobody took him because, obviously, why would you? Um, But going into next offseason, one or both of these guys is probably going to have to be on the 40-man roster. One of them is going to be left... Off of the 40-mana roster, I think that Hernays probably has the better tool set right now, but he's also a year older. Uh, he's shown the power. He's shown the speed. He's shown some of these things, whereas uh, Angeles has the contact ability, but he needs to add a little bit to that in order to, you know, really move up. But he's also a year younger, and he's still only 20. So, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with those two going neck-and-neck neck. Uh, as a as a you know, partnership also up the middle in Midland. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the A starting rotation moving forward. So stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on YouTube, I guess. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, because if you do, then that helps us get closer to our goal of 1,000 subs by opening day, which is a real goal. Actually, I don't set that many goals, but that, that is one that I actually hold true. Uh, and if, if you're already subscribed, uh, help us reach that goal by liking the video and also commenting down below because that helps the algorithm find other A's fans like yourself that may enjoy this show. And if you've made it this far, you, you have a good idea of what the show is about. You obviously like the show, so go ahead and just leave a comment. If you don't know what to say, say... Uh, wow, this guy's so good at baseball. He's so handsome. Everybody should listen to this show. Or like, wow, this is the best podcast I've ever seen uh, because it's on YouTube. Um, you know, Random things. Do whatever you need to do. Compliment the crap out of the podcast <laughs> down below in the comments and that other A's fans will be suggested this show. And uh, that's how it grows and that's how you can do your part. So thank you to everybody who does that. Uh, you know, Mallory does this all the time. Mallory is great. Um, Mal is... Uh, one of the what are the best listeners that we have, probably. So thank you to Mallory. Uh, does a great job of just uh, tagging us on Twitter and things like, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? And uh, sometimes I do miss those things, and it is very, very helpful, especially in season when uh, minor league stuff is happening. So, Mal, you get a shout-out today. Good job, Mal. <laughs> but let's talk about the news that it is uh, coming out just about an hour ago. Martin Gallegos is uh, started reporting that uh, both James Caprillian and Paul Blackburn have progressed well in rehab. This is just from his tweets. I'm just reading his tweets. Um, I progressed well in rehab and force expects both to be, uh, to have already thrown off of a mound by the start of spring training. He says, quotes, uh, reasonable to expect both guys to be ready to go. End quote. So that's, that's fun. Um, that, that, doesn't make me more like more excited about the A's rotation. I mean, like, yeah, Paul Blackburn was great. He was named an all-star because of the first two months of the season. And then, he really sucked after that, and then he got hurt. And uh, sure, I feel like we all kind of know what Paul Blackburn is, and maybe he's turned a leaf. Maybe something's different, but he doesn't get me excited like uh, like, like most of the other pitchers that are in the mix here. So, yay, Paul Blackburn's healthy. I, I'm not rooting for him to not be healthy. I'm just saying, uh, sure, I guess. I, if you've listened to the pod like uh, most of the episodes, um, I I have definitely tried to trade him. <laughs> A few times. Um, and not Cole Irvin. I wanted to keep Cole Irvin because I like Cole Irvin. And I, I don't dislike Paul Blackburn. He just doesn't excite me. So there you go. Uh, and James Cabrillion, who knows what, what what's going to be up with him. So that's... That's something. Uh, But the opening day starter is going to be up in the air. Those two guys are probably in the mix because they're the most veteran guys that the A's have. Um, And so it's going to be up for grabs right now. And obviously it is very early to start speculating on who the A's opening day starter could be. And I'm not going to. I'm just going to say it it could be exciting. It it, it could also be Paul, Paul Blackburn. But it could be exciting to actually follow this because... You know, Blackburn, he was the team's all-star. That makes sense. He has some pedigree, I guess. He he could go toe-to-toe with Otani. But also, the guy that has beaten Shohei Otani and Jacob deGrom, Ken Waldachuk, he's probably going to be in this rotation now. Uh, his His odds went way, way up with uh, the, the subtraction of Cole Irvin. And that's exciting, because Ken Waltercheck has a, a bit more of a ceiling, I would uh, I would say, than Cole Irvin. So Ken Waltercheck being in the rotation, maybe a, an improvement? Um, I, I'm at least excited about seeing a little bit more out of him in 2023. And again, he's beaten Shohei Otani, who is the Angels' presumed opening day starter. And uh, that would be a fun... Just knock him down again, Ken. I would love that. Um but the guy that would probably get me the most excited about opening day would be Fuji because if if he pitches well in spring training, I, like if he's getting lit up in spring training, I don't want him to start opening day because that wouldn't be fun for him. But uh, if he if he's pitching well, I would love to get super excited about Fuji going against uh, his for I mean his countryman uh, Shohei Otani because. Fuji does definitely want to face Shohei Otani. Why not start the season with it? Oh, man, there would be so many great video packages, just explosions everywhere. And uh, I might have to learn how to edit video if uh, if he is named the opening day starter. And just him throwing a pitch and then it just like, exploding in the catcher's mitt. Uh, and then... Shohei Otani going, what? Or something. It, I don't know. I'm spitballing right now. I'm having fun. But that would be uh, the, the most exciting thing. Uh, outcome that I guess could happen from the Cole Irvin trade is Fuji gets to start opening day now against Shohei Otani and get us a little bit excited about the 2023 season Um, because I've been optimistic about the A's uh, for the last few weeks for the last couple of months Um, they've made some good under the radar moves and a lot of not a lot but some of that came from Cole Irvin being at the top of the rotation because you know what you're going to get out of him. He's a league average starter. He's going to be good. He's going to give you 30 to 32 starts a season. He's solid. I mean, obviously, Drew Rychinski could be that same kind of a guy, but from the right side, uh, he's also been a solid uh, guy, a a very uh, consistent guy, a very durable guy. So maybe Drew is kind of that same Cole Irvin mold, but maybe he starts opening day. (laughs) Um, But... I think that Fuji starting on opening day would be the most exciting prospect for the A's, Uh, but we'll have to see how he does in spring trading. And we're going to be talking about that. That's in just a couple of weeks. You guys, that's exciting. Baseball's almost here. Baseball, baseball. Uh, Anyways, uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. And for this week. Um, Yeah, obviously the Cole Urban interview did not happen. Uh, We have rescheduled my interview uh, with the guy from Vegas, Matt Everett, uh, just to talk about Vegas and all that stuff uh, for a little bit later. Uh, Just because, you know, Cole Irvin got traded tonight, had to talk about that. So, yay. (laughs) So, hopefully we get those uh, up to you guys before too long. That's why I don't like announcing things until I have them in the bank. Because things always happen. Life! And then the A's trade, guys. uh, On a whim. Uh, But, Daryl Horn-Eyes, I'm intrigued to see what happens with him. Intrigued is like my word when it comes to baseball. Because I... Everything intrigues me until it doesn't. And you know who doesn't intrigue me is Paul Blackburn. <laughs> Anyways, it's Friday. It's uh, it's the end of Spirit Week. I might actually go ahead to the plank right now. So uh, if you like watch this and it's still happening, maybe maybe I'm there. I might have a child with me, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk with you next week.